0: Welcome back, everyone, to Worlds Beyond with Cam and Ron.
1: Yeah, welcome back, guys. It's been a little while, been kind of busy with other life things, but glad to be back. Yes, and today we are
0: set to discuss the latest Marvel Disney Plus series, and it actually was called a Marvel Spotlight series. This was very very intentionally a limited series. It's only five episodes, and it was released all at once which was a first for the marvel disney plus format and the show of course is echo
1: yeah i definitely prefer the all at once release me personally i like to i don't love to binge i will still watch maybe only an episode an episode or two three at a time but it's just nice to have that ability to keep going if i want to i hate waiting especially when things end on cliffhanger so i hope they continue that although i think that's probably going to be a one time or maybe they'll keep doing these spotlights and release them all at once but i don't think we should expect that for the up other upcoming series. And it's funny; I thought the whole spotlight thing was supposed to be kind of separating it from MCU canon. Like they kind of not that it wasn't a hundred percent canon to the MCU, but it was kind of like a side story. But it seems, and we can get into this, but especially based on the post-credit tease at the mm-hmm. end, it seems like this will end up influencing the MCU.
0: Yeah, I know there was a lot of noise around this show. There was a lot of discussion of people saying it was, you know, production problems or that it wasn't going well. And supposedly that's what drove the decision to release it all at once. I don't know. So, you know, just getting into just overall reactions, not spoilers. My overall reaction was I enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was a good, just solid slice of definitely sort of that like street level hero type stuff. What was your overall reaction?
1: Yeah, no, I actually agree. I was kind of skeptical going in, based mostly off of the kind of weird background production troubles, rumors that were kind of swirling around. Probably the one issue I had with it definitely leads me to believe that there was a lot of reshooting and retooling things at at the last minute. But yeah, no, I thought it was very entertaining all the way throughout, you know, despite focusing on a lesser known Marvel hero and kind of this other corner of the... The universe that we haven't seen—it's kind of far off to what the main, all the main stuff that's going on. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was entertaining. The action was pretty good. The special effects and cinematography were surprisingly good for a smaller show, or what I'm assuming was probably a smaller show. It had a slightly different setting than what I was expecting, mm. and at, and when it started kind of moving in into that, I was a little bit like, uh, why are we kind of off in this? totally random corner of the MCU. But once it got going and you got to know all the characters, I really liked some of the characters Mm. and it was just overall just a fun watch. Uh, Nothing too mind blowing or or special, but uh, definitely not as bad as I think some people were expecting it to be.
0: Yeah, and it had some familiar connections. Obviously, this character was introduced in the Hawkeye Disney Plus series, which is still my favorite. Just quick sidebar, I did my annual holiday rewatch of Hawkeye, and it gets better every time I watch it. I just, again, I just still think that show's great. Renner's great. Hayley Steinfeld's great. Alakwa Cox, who plays Echo, she was a good character. Florence Pugh got in there. I love that it was so Christmassy. I love that it was kind of a love letter to Nakeda. tasha and her character and a kind of a way to say goodbye to her on top of Mm. even more so than the black widow film again can't recommend that series enough i really like that one that's where her character was introduced also it brought back the kingpin and their relationship and the tracksuit mafia and so that was all the jumping off point for this character so that that was that was really good in having those connections. It was interesting sitting down to watch it. Obviously, I didn't know what to expect. I saw the trailers and there was just a lot of, you know, crazy fight scene action, you know, that was pretty intense, etc. But I had no idea what to expect for the story and then when it started out with what turned out to be sort of a creation you know sort of i guess what is the actual creation story for the choctaw people i'm sitting there watching this and i'm going like is this terra genesis are these inhumans i'm like you know are they retconning the the origin story of her character and then i was like oh no it's something completely different so that was kind of wild and unexpected to have that kind of a seemingly you know out there almost like cosmic element to the story and then as the show continued there was those continual flashbacks to her ancestors and how they developed through the eons. That was interesting. What what other impressions did you have?
1: Yeah, I guess uh, starting off at the first episode, it is funny how hard they tried to lean in to the uh, Daredevil kind of gritty Netflix Mm. style, especially in the advertising and in that very first episode. It was a good start to it. I could see some people really liking that first episode and then kind of getting turned off once it moved to Oklahoma. Yeah. It, uh, right. Uh, and it, it's almost co- not completely different. They still had elements like that. I, I really liked that first episode. There was a quick Daredevil cameo. I was kind of hoping there might be a little bit more to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I do know there were some reshoots for this show. I don't know if that was one of them. I wouldn't be surprised if they did say like, okay, well, pe- people's interest in this show is, is probably going to hinge on it being connected to something popular in the MCU. I wouldn't be surprised if they just brought in Daredevil for that one scene, especially for the advertising, just to get people interested in it. Mm. Just because it is interesting how heavy they leaned into that Daredevil-Kingpin connection. And and Kingpin was obviously in the entire series, but the first episode felt very much like almost a follow-up to the Netflix, as much as it was a follow-up to the Hawkeye show, also a follow-up to the Netflix show. Uh, So I I will say I was a little bit I don't want to say disappointed, but kind of thrown off that Daredevil was in it for so little, I kind of thought maybe he would have a bigger part. But the scene that he was in in that first episode was really good. It was another one of those one take fight scenes, all of the action throughout the entire show and in this specific scene. I was very like, hard-hitting. The martial arts mm. were awesome. And the uh, cinematography in some of those fight scenes were, was really cool. So I think it was a good start. And, and I ended up really liking the kind of transition over to Oklahoma and the more kind of small-town crime drama vibes of it. But I could definitely see some people being disappointed with that, especially if they were more interested in the Daredevil connection. Although we do get a lot of Kingpin, so that's always good.
0: And, and it was interesting how they sort of fit that almost in, into the Netflix past of Daredevil and then weaving mm. weaving her story into that too. And I think they attempted to give it a good connection because it was that very, among the tracksuit mafia or Kingpin's organization, you know, the people were like, what is this girl doing here? You know, why is she here? Whatever. And then the fact that it was almost like a test for her and mm. when Wilson Fisk says, you know, you're the first person who's been able to go toe-to-toe with, you know, the masked vigilante. So mm-hmm. that almost like is what won her her prominent role that she ends up having uh, in right. Hawkeye and and etc. So it was, a, they, they did a good job, I think, weaving that into this overall tapestry of the Daredevil, Kingpin, little corner of the universe.
1: Some people who m- like the more, like, grounded gritty, dark nature of the Netflix shows might be a little bit thrown off that Kingpin just randomly decides to adopt this mm-hmm. child from just one I, I guess, I, I mean, I guess he was maybe a higher up in the in Kingping organization, but it just to to me it and, and this is even true of the comics. I mean this is fairly similar to her origin in the comics. Obviously the details are a little bit different, but he does end up kind of being her adopted father. Uh and in both cases it is a little strange that he would care so much about this kind of like random girl but yeah i guess the battle against daredevil did a good job of kind of setting up why she was so important although it is funny that they she pretty much grew up with kingpin mm. and going back to watch the netflix shows you might kind of like is this the same King, kingpin that also adopted this did this daughter and and so i could see that being a little bit of a shaky kind of connection for some people but if you if you like comics you know that uh, a lot of these stories are, are get kind of out there <laughs> at, at certain points. Uh, so if you can kind of buy into that, I think uh, the rest of the show works very well.
0: I think it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, every character has a different side. Kingpin's backstory with his killing his dad for abusing mm. his mother and you know he always did have that soft spot for Vanessa but no I totally can see both sides of that argument and then just getting into the whole how he never quite learned sign language even though he supposedly mm-hmm. cared about her so much and he gives her that contact lens with the so that they can communicate I definitely I think I can see to your point about reshoots where this did end up being an odd number of episodes like it wasn't 6 it wasn't 8 it was 5 so you wonder if there is some material that they They left out and there are definitely points in the story with her interaction with her uncle, you know, who's the only person that she sort of confides in that she's got this plan to kind of to mess with Kingpin's operation. And it seemed like that story and then her cousin Bonnie, it seemed like that story was going in a couple of different directions. And so maybe there were some threads that were going somewhere that they ended up kind of writing out of the show and then just focusing right. on, on this. And the way that it kind of was like, she was hell-bent on disrupting his organization. And it's almost like, why did she have to go back to Oklahoma to do that, you know, and put her family in danger? There, there's definitely some logical loose ends in some of the writing, but overall it worked. There was just some standout scenes, like, you know, the whole train scene was great oh yeah Uh, that was cool Yeah. yeah the big fight at the roller rink uh, was was really good.
1: That was probably my my personal favorite scene. I love that they set it to uh, "Dragula" by Rob. Yeah, yeah. As soon as that kicked in, I was like, oh, I hope they have a fight scene to that. Although I will say, I, I was it's a perfect song for a fight scene because it has that like nice chugging beat to it. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of wish they lined it up a little bit more. Mm. It would have been cool to have the punches set to the like beat, choreographed of that song, a little but, bit, yeah, right. Uh, but it was still a really really great scene, and that was a great song to set it to.
0: The cast was all all. Great. Great. Uh, I was I was kind of like mad at her grandmother Chula, who was played by tantu Cardinal. I get that she resented Echo's father, you know, for getting uh, their mom mixed up in the organized crime stuff. But like, I didn't know mm. why she had such a, a wall up with Echo or Maya herself but it all worked out in the end and then what did you think of the working in because i didn't know that this was part of their this character i don't know if you can tell me that it it is in the comics but what about this whole bringing in of of the sort of supernatural superhuman powers that kind of like are teased a little bit and then really show up and her actually having kind of a superhero costume in that final episode.
1: That was one thing that was kind of iffy for me. I, and, and not that I have a huge connection to the character in the comics. But it, it is funny. she I'm pretty sure she's just like a martial artist like a really good almost like a if daredevil is blind then she's kind of like a deaf version of daredevil mm-hmm. he, she just has like extreme martial arts skills and and almost like a you know, taskmaster yeah. can kind of like mimic and counter people's fighting styles so it was interesting that they brought that in and i would say i always love when they go back in time and show all these different cultures with all the cool Marvel CGI and special effects and costumes and everything. I thought all of those scenes were done really well, but Mm. they felt very tacked on. It didn't seem super necessary for her to have powers. And then the way they were utilized at the end, I kind of thought it was a little, I guess, lame for the lack of of better word. Like she kind of infuses her, her family with the power so they can fight back. And it just felt very out of nowhere. Her suit was cool and her power her using her powers was very cool, but that entire last episode felt almost tonally very different because the with the exception of those flashback scenes, the rest of the show was so grounded to kind of pull that out in the very last episode. I wish there was more a little bit more weaving weaving that in throughout yeah. the entire series. And I don't know how much of that is due to reshoots. But yeah, I guess getting into one of the or maybe really the only big problem i had with it was that last episode felt almost like it was a totally different show it felt a little bit more goofy lighthearted the character who and i thought he was pretty funny but the character biscuits mm. kind of just ends up running over all of kingpin's guys in like <laughs> yeah. a monster truck yeah. which it just it just felt very very silly and then i guess getting into big deep spoilers uh, I didn't quite understand how Kingpin was really even defeated. He she kind of just like shows him his past and he gets so traumatized he kind of just runs away. Yeah. Uh I feel like <laughs> yeah. they were in a kind of hard spot there because yeah. you you want her to obviously defeat Kingpin, but he can't be totally laid out cuz he's going to be returning and Daredevil obviously. I feel like they kind of had a hard time deciding how much of of his defeat was going to be Physical versus mental, I guess. Uh, I, um, I I would have honestly preferred he she just beat the crap out of him and, and run away. It was and but didn't kill felt, him. You know what I mean? Yeah, that kind right, of thing. Right, exactly. Yeah. That whole part didn't really work super well for me. I even noticed there were shots that they had they reused. It, uh, it felt like that that ending was very pieced together from what they had because there were multiple shots I noticed that happened twice. Like if you don't know a lot about. Video editing and filmmaking—it might have it might have slipped by, but to me, it felt like that was very chopped up and put back together, which. Maybe speaks to some of the reshoots, but obviously I can't say for sure.
0: No, I, I I agree. I think that it was kind of strange. Like, obviously you knew she wasn't going to kill Kingpin, so they mm. had to find some way out of it. I don't want to put this in the same breath as this show because it was altogether a lot better, but it almost reminds you sort of of the last episode of Secret Invasion in a way where it was like, you know, they just kind of oh, said, yeah, screw it, let's yeah. do a big superhero laser blasting battle. And I guess, yeah, like those scenes individually the all those flashback scenes to the Choctaw Nation and the different figures that were you know her ancestors and had that connection for especially some of the earlier scenes you know like the scene with when they were playing that early version of stickball Mm -hmm. or whatever it was like I didn't quite get how when you get to the last episode those scenes to me didn't telegraph what we ended up seeing right yeah no it, in, in you know what right, I mean? exactly yeah, in, no, it's, in it's, with the powers so cool. in the final episode it's just like yep she gave her cousin and her grandmother you know she gave them some some zaps so that they could zap some people mm. and and get out of trouble and then maya had the the whole ability to you know make wilson see his past with his dad and all that stuff and yeah that, was, didn't
1: make a lot that sense. that was kind of my point they did f- feel very tacked on in in like that ending scene didn't seem to really tie in to any of the flashbacks. I guess they were kind of going for she was just getting powers through her ancestors. They spent a lot of time on some of those flashbacks only for it to Mm -hmm. not be super integral to the actual ending of the show. So it, those are, I'm really curious how those fit into if they were reshoots, if they were originally part of the show and
0: Yeah, maybe maybe they were maybe they're gonna be more important and they ended up being, right, like, yeah. you know, cut back. Yeah.
1: Um but yeah, I, I would say I w I wouldn't say that the last episode ruined the show for me. I still no, really no, enjoyed it. Not. But uh it, it was interesting just how different that last episode felt from the rest of the show
0: yeah agree and of course they had the mid-credits scene i thought it was going to tease a little bit more obviously it's a it's a good setup for you know clearly kingpin's now going to run for mayor matt murdoch has sort of moved on or he's kind of chilling out and kingpin was supposedly dead and and maybe at least kind of knocked down several pegs by the events of hawkeye and so maybe uh matt felt like he could kind of semi-retire or whatever Mm. and then obviously boom, now Kingpin's going to run for mayor. So that's, I'm sure, going to stir up a whole world of trouble. Huh. But, I've, but I was hoping for a little bit more of a juicier po- mid credit scene that had, you know, maybe Matt was in it or something like that.
1: It was a fine scene, but it is kind of silly. The 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 dialogue coming from the TV felt very, like, tied right to, right to what his plan was. Like, someone is going to have to step up this late in the race. Who could possibly do it? And it was a little forced and kind of silly but i mean obviously it's just a post credit stinger it probably won't have any real bearing on the actual yeah. show itself uh it, it is funny we i don't i was just reading i think daredevil born again isn't coming until 2025 so we'll have a long oh, wait, wow. wait really? to, uh, oh wow really yeah to, to see that followed up on i almost wouldn't have minded if they didn't even put it in at all cuz now i'm excited for daredevil but yeah it does especially with all the retooling and reshoots that they're doing with that show seems like it's going to be a long wait
0: any other thoughts on this show from a production standpoint or anything else like i said overall overall you know i'm just like you know it wasn't the greatest thing since sliced bread Mm. but it was just very good entertaining solid show
1: yeah no i i think that pretty much covers all of my thoughts i have to say yeah the special effects overall i mean they were obviously not quite up to par with with the films, but yeah, the production and and everything I thought was very good. Especially, yeah, the fight choreography definitely stood out. Don't have a ton to say about it other than that, yeah, I enjoyed it. Definitely more than I was expecting to. It was just very solid, entertaining, well made all the way through. Good, nice to see Kingpin again. Of course, he has his signature freak out moment where he kills someone brutally uh, I yeah. checked a lot of the, the ice
0: cream the poor ice cream man. right yeah or actually not poor oh. ice cream man. Oh, he yeah, was, he a, was dick, a dick but but, <laughs> but um,
1: <laughs> it did it did seem like that scene was just there just to do that kind of kingpin freaking out scene. I almost would have liked it if it was a little bit more personal. Maybe it was a character that we had seen. But yeah, that was good uh, seeing King- Kingpin. Obviously, Vincent D'Onofrio was great in that role. But yeah, not, not much else to say. Just really enjoyed it. Oh,
0: one thing I just thought of, though, too, when she did the whole flashback thing... With him, didn't she also heal his eye? And and that's probably I bet they probably worked that in so that like they wouldn't have wouldn't to have deal to, with that, right? You have to put a Dare, scar yeah, or anything on his, on his face or like a patch on his eye for Daredevil, right? Yeah. So it brings me to now, like, I yeah, I, I wasn't aware that Daredevil got pushed all the way back to 2025. So it is what is next from a Disney Plus show? Are there any uh, Disney Plus?
1: I, I, well, I think the big thing is that. Deadpool is going to be the only MCU release in 2024, as far as I can think. At least oh, I, I've really? seen that said a couple of times. I kept thinking maybe there might be a, another show. As far as I know, I think it's just Deadpool this year.
0: That's so funny. Yeah, because I can't remember the. Uh, I, I've you know I I just I kind of gave up on keeping up with the schedule right. and all of the changes. That would be strange if if Deadpool is the only the only MCU release this year. But giving people a break might actually be the best thing. I think thing that's
1: kind of their, their goal they here, do. Yeah. Well,
0: it'll be interesting to see the MCU treatment of Deadpool now that it's totally under the fold. But at the same time, Deadpool is so tonally different from the typical MC, MCU movies mm-hmm. that uh, that it will it really, be definitely like a palate cleanser and, and hopefully build up some anticipation. Wait, isn't isn't Captain America? Isn't the Captain America coming out?
1: does say and i don't know if this is gonna be uh oh no it says 20 uh, yeah captain america brave new world 2025 oh geez that was definitely supposed to come out yeah i heard that was not quite up to up to par yeah Uh, and that's that's one where you really have to uh, like if the action scenes aren't going to be up to par with winter soldier and civil war then you really got to go back and do that because you can't have Uh, It'd be a big downgrade from the last two Captain America movies. I'm not quite sure how set in stone this is with how crazy everything's gotten with the schedule, but allegedly the Agatha Harkness show is going to come out in 2024. Although I, ever since they announced that and it's changed names like 50 times, it's now called Darkhold Diaries. It was called like Coven of Chaos at one point. Uh, There was another weird name for it. Um, So I'm still not even sure if that's going to come out. Uh, Although they might have filmed it or be filming it right now. I'm not quite sure. But yeah, other than that, I think that's about it for 2024. Wow.
0: And that was just, that was like an idea that just came out just because her character was so... So popular, yeah. Like, was so popular in that show. And there's there's also the back and forth, is Elizabeth Olsen going to show up in that or isn't she? Mm. I love that. I love Aubrey Plaza. I know she's in it. So I'm excited to see whatever character she plays. But yeah, wow. There's just... So much upheaval going on, but hopefully for the best. And then there's all the drama around what James Gunn is doing with DC. I know he just cast millie alcock as supergirl Mm. in his supergirl show and they just had the other supergirl
1: oh that's right yeah i forgot about that
0: millie alcock was she was awesome in house of dragon so i think she'll she'll do well in but i have i have no you know faith in anything dc until yeah
1: even if even with james gunn there i and i still am am curious how far that's gonna get seems like he's on his way to doing a superman movie but who knows how far it'll get after that. Uh, that'll be d- definitely interesting to see. It looks like there might be some sort of Wakanda-based show coming out. At least it said, on this page I'm reading, it says 2024, although that could be another one of those things where it, it might not make it. or and I don't know how far into production there are, there are on that. But yeah, it seems like a pretty slow year for, uh, for the MCU, so we'll see if that's a good thing or a bad... I think it's good, but... Uh, yeah. I guess we'll see.
0: Yeah, that's definitely been probably just too much content.
1: And and content that just hasn't been received all that well overall.
0: Right. To that end, just to cover off to, uh, I know, I don't think you finished it, but I watched What If Season 2. It was really good. I love that they get most of the cast to do the voices. Mm-hmm. The ideas were fairly interesting, but definitely didn't feel super essential. But and I know they've already announced that they're doing a Season 3. I mean, they're good. They're a good little diversion, something to watch, but but
1: nothing. I think, yeah, I think I've heard season three is probably going to be the last one. I even think the showrunner moved on. Uh, oh, okay. Um, so I don't think they're going to be planning on doing that for too much longer, and I'm sure it's not easy to get all those actors in to do voices, so. But yeah, I do have to finish that. I watched the first few episodes. They were. Yeah, no, I pretty much agree. They were good, but Uh, nothing particularly special.
0: So we'll have to look in to see what is going to be next on our docket, because you know there's just not this steady stream of MCU Mm. stuff coming. But I'm but I'm looking forward to getting into some different stuff. Definitely, I know Dunes out there. Mm -hmm. I know the legendary MonsterVerse next Godzilla film, which looks looks Uh, really silly but looks looks really silly but we'll see uh so there's there's some stuff out there and i know some some i think there's some good horror movies coming too so we'll check that stuff out but but yeah that i think is a wrap for us we definitely appreciate folks listening check us out on our social media platforms give us a like a follow subscribe we so much appreciate that give my shout out as always to Lockwood and Co please do watch that show on Netflix read those awesome books by Jonathan Stroud sign the Save Lockwood and Co petition on change.org we are still hopeful for a season 2 by somebody somewhere at some point Cam any last thoughts?
1: oh no I think that pretty much covers it uh yeah thanks for listening i always appreciate it and uh yeah stay tuned for upcoming episodes there probably won't be mcu related but a few great looking horror movies dunes coming out i think we are in a little bit of a dry spot just because of the strikes and everything else but hopefully by the summer we'll we'll have a steady stream of things to talk about so definitely stay tuned but uh yeah other than that thanks for listening and i guess we'll see on the next one see you later